Well, I'd like to welcome all of you to Take 10, a program that we bring to you every week where the three of us toss around a variety of topics that deal with uh, social and psycho and mental health issues involving folks, predominantly seniors, but not always. The three of us are Carol Zerniel, a nationally known gerontologist. She serves as executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation and is known across this country for her work with seniors and aging. Dr. Jamie Heisman, who is a psychotherapist and an expert not only in caregiving, uh, but in uh, addictions as well. And Carol, I believe you have something to throw out as a topic for today. Yes, thank you. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a timely topic uh, because it's a new year. It's finally 2021 and not 2020. And so um, I was thinking about New Year's and new beginnings, but we're still in the same old COVID uh, pandemic. So, Jamie, I was curious, you know, when we, when we, what, are the, what are the plus side, what are the bonuses of having the psychological New Year, this break where things are new again? And how do we take that as caregivers to help uh, get us through the rest of this COVID pandemic? You know, benchmarks in our life, you know, holidays, ceremonies, traditions, New Year's specifically, it's such a great time to do exactly what you said, Carol, just to have a a break, to look back, to look at difficult feelings from the years, you know, this past year, which has been challenging beyond belief, and to remind yourself and have the gratitude that you're still here after looking at what's happening around this world right now with this pandemic. And since you're still here, it's a perfect time for us as caregivers to literally take inventory of our life and see what improvements we can make in light of what has been taught to us through COVID in light of things that we can't control. So literally we can do a whole recap here of what the year is about. It was about social distancing. We confused for emotional isolation. It was about not seeing our loved ones when we want to see our loved ones. It was about not having holidays. So let's look at the positive. What did we actually learn from it? What did we now uh, kind of, what do we have in our inventory that we can take into the future that is, let's say, new traditions, new things? How can we add it now that we can turn the page and, and see that it's a new year? Well, some families got closer together than they had been and rediscovered each other. Lots of couples discovered, hey, you know, I, I really do love this person. And we got yeah. to spend a lot more time with our kids than uh, we had been. That's sometimes a minus. More often than not, a plus. You know, Ron, I think what you said is great. And understand that um, that's a beautiful thing, to be able to be grateful that what we have at the end of the day is our family. But there is also the flip side, the dark side, I always say, that those people who were able uh, to really understand what you said and have that gratitude already had the skill set to be able to be a family. There's others that, unfortunately, also found out new things, which is the person they're with, is a challenge to be with. (laughs) They weren't as supportive. They didn't meet him halfway. Sometimes there was a lot of anger and rage and toxicity. Maybe there wasn't somebody pulling their weight. So we're seeing a whole lot of sort of uh, domestic challenges that are also coming out of it. Now, that's not all negative. It's negative that it's happening. It's negative that it's a societal condition, but it also provides some sort of roadmap and answers for people as we take this inventory in the new year. Well, the courts you know, I think are... you bring up a, a, a good point, Jamie, because I was thinking, you know, traditionally you think New Year and resolutions, weight loss, exercise, you know, kind of the, the go-to uh, resolutions. 
But because of COVID, some of us have developed new bad habits or or noticed old bad habits that we'd now like to let those go. So I see as an opportunity, particularly relationship with family members that may have gotten, you know, strained or strange or weird, you know, just because of all this closeness or lack of closeness is this is the opportunity to take a look at those and, and put those in the hopper as a resolution. Yes. So Carol, I think the family of choice concept has really risen to the top here. Um, we always talk about our wonderful biological family. We know that they'll be there, but there's always challenges. But I've learned, and I think uh, the people around me, whether it's my patients or my family, has learned that you only have a few people that really have your back, that meet you halfway. COVID has told us, I think, those who were givers and takers and those who supported us in medicine in the middle. And so I would say nurture those best friends as we turn the page into 2021. Take what we've learned of those people who are – you know, not just takers, but but meet us and support us and enrich those relationships, like you're saying. And look at the ones maybe that we do need to add some of our own magic to and and, and positive intent, and hopefully they will soon learn to meet us. But if they don't, then let's run to those who do. Now, for those of you who may have just joined us on Take 10, uh, you're listening to Take 10 with Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. We bring this to you every week where we toss around a topic like we are doing today. I was going to say, Carol and Jamie, the uh, courts are reporting uh, an increase in the number of divorce and custody cases that are being filed. That would be the downside from all this togetherness for some families. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sure uh, because it's kind of been a kind of a pressure cooker. And, and what I've heard um, from caregivers is, the, you know, there were very few options before COVID in terms of, of assistance. And now when, when the respite, you know, the adult daycares are closed and the workers aren't available or you're afraid to have them into your home, that the lack of options has really made things difficult. And that's where we might get too much togetherness. Um, and so, you know, among our resolutions, at, at least for me, is to hang on, right? <laughs> hang on until... <laughs> we can get the vaccine out because we can see there really the light at the tunnel in the tunnel is not a, an oncoming train or maybe it's a train and a vaccine. I'm not sure. But right now I'd like to assume that it's something positive coming and that's, um, you know, additional vaccine supplies. So just that idea of hanging on to me is something very positive. Yeah, Carol, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm just mentioning, and John, uh, uh, Ron, I'm going to throw this back to you, but what Carol says is so important. What we've come to learn is what we did know habitually, traditionally, what we default on needs to be reexamined, that we literally have to look at alternative ways now as caregivers for caring for ourselves. Okay, that means also technologically we have to get used to online support groups until – we have this this crisis behind us, but let's not forget that we can still at home and around us, you know, I know it's a do aromatherapy, meditation, exercise. We need to look at all of these things and find alternative ways of caring for ourselves, but never forget that's still the antidote. That's still the answer. You have to take care of yourself first. Well, and, and one of the things that many of us have to relearn is how to listen and how to communicate because in many families, those skills uh, have gone really out the window uh, until now, where you're locked in your house, no matter what size. Uh, you need to rediscover communicating and listening. You're so, so right. You're right. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Carol. You're, you're so right. Go ahead. 
ahead, please. No, I was just going to say, you know, one of our corporate uh, practices that we have at WellMed that Jamie knows um, is, you know, assuming positive intent, which really has been a game changer, I think, uh, since learning that. So, and that applies to family as well. But instead of assuming somebody's out to get us or they're doing it just because they're doing it deliberately is allowing that positive intent. You know, I'm going to assume that you mean the best um, and let's build on that. And, and, and it's amazing how just that one little change in your thinking, taking whatever they're saying as a positive or at least staying curious that it's positive can give you some space to breathe and not blow up. Absolutely. And positive intent is critical, but I also want people to understand, give that positive intent the, the actual purpose and time it needs. But when you do see that that positive intent is still unrequited or not meeting you halfway, obviously, then you go on and show positive intent elsewhere. So you don't have to keep beating your head up against the wall. Right, Carol? Right. That's just that's keeping it real. Right. That's keeping it real. And how does that work in real life? Well, in real life, it's actually exactly what I talked to my daughter about. She she always asks, you know, Daddy, how do you tell a friend? Because I said, honey, you're going to have four or five at the end. But you have to assume positive intent with everybody. It is a wonderful way of not judging. Judgment is what really kills us. But I said, honey, there'll be something that happened inside you the third or fourth or fifth time that you'll know. And once you, if you're assuming positive intent and doing the right thing and somebody is not returning that, in the same way you're providing that, then I say maybe it's time to move on. Because as I always say, um, you know, toxic positivity is also a challenge. Got to um, stop you right there. You, we are you got it. Out of time. Dr. Jamie Heisman, Carol Zernio, thank you. I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us on Take 10. 